Hello, my name is Jamar Richardson, and you are listening to Unmasking with Imogene. So, first off, I would like to say Happy Black History Month. Happy Black History Month, okay? This month, I'm blackity black and I'm black, y'all. It's giving love of black women from infinity to infancy. It's giving this shit is for us and by us and only us, okay? Okay. All right. Remember that. I kind of don't like that Black History Month is just February because it feels like the government or whatever was like, yeah, we want the blackies to shut the fuck up. So y'all finna get February the shortest month. Oh, well, take it or leave it. Like, damn, like we should have protested that bit. Fucking had an insurrection in the white. Actually, let me not say that because I, I don't condone that. I don't want the government to come after me, please. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I love the USA, huh? <laughs> anyway, I also want to tell you guys to support black artists and black creatives, please. I think it is so important right now, especially um, as a lot of us are coming up in this world and we're going to be the new movers and shakers. We're going to be the ones in positions of power. So I think it's important to just highlight us from now. Um, I want to shout out a few of my favorite creatives. Um, so there is Amoye. She's a photographer. I just did a shoot with her recently. She is about to start a website. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see it. There is uh, another photographer I work with. His name is OJ. He lives in like Brooklyn and he's super, super dope, super, super talented. He was featured in an article a little while ago and I don't remember exactly which article. Um, there's also Jewel Campbell. And I knew her from like elementary school. She did. She had taken my photos, I think, during the summer, and it was fantastic. Um, Brandon, um, Two Face Harvey or Maz Brando. Um, let's see. There's Philip, who's Brandon's cousin. He's also a photographer. I'm not sure if he does it like professionally, but he's super dope. He I taken photos with him. He's fantastic. Um, also, I think his brother uh Robert is an artist fantastic amazing like definitely um Abdul is also an artist that I met uh I didn't meet him but I follow him on Instagram I find him from TikTok he's fantastic his personality is so like he's so great he's so cool I would love to meet him in real life um man there's so many artists that I know it's like uh, but these are people that I can think of off the top of my head, like support them, go follow their Instagrams. Um, I think I'm going to do like a highlight page on my Instagram of like all the black artists that I know. And I think also during this month, I'm going to like share their artwork as well. And their like photography, because I just think they're so dope. <sighs> With all of that out of the way, let's get into the episode. So I want to have a discussion about Insecure. Yes. I want to have a complete discussion about Insecure because I finished watching it the other day. So originally when the show had come out, which I can't remember when it came out, but I was kind of annoyed because everybody was discussing it. Everybody was like, oh my God, there were so many memes and this and that. And I mean, it would have been nice to watch the show when everyone else was watching it just so that I can like be a part of the culture but a lot of the times I wanted to be very pick me energy I want to I want to be different from other people I don't, I don't want to watch it like girl please but I'm kind of glad that I watched it now because I, I can have my own solidified opinion about it so yeah that was my story but I but yeah 
I've kind of like evolved now and I've watched it. So there was a lot of evolution with the show as well. The show evolves over time, just as anything does. But I think Insecure's evolution was very acutely specific. So I remember season one, there was bad lighting. It wasn't really aesthetically pleasing. Um, it was very much like, kind of like HBO was like, yeah, girl, here. And I was watching this lawyer. Um, Her name is Stephanie of Wine and Chill on YouTube. And she mentioned that HBO was basically like, yeah, here's some crumbs. Just we'll see what happens. Right. Which is, I guess, understandable because they didn't know if the show would be picked up. They didn't know if people would like it, if it would be received well. But I also think that there's a smidgen of microaggressions because, like, obviously it's something black. And why would a big major corporation be like, yeah, I'm going to completely 100% support something black. They wouldn't do that. So they said, yeah, let's see. Let's let's give them a little budget. But I think also it's very reflective of like what was happening during that season. During that season, Issa Rae um, was very much like working a job that she didn't really love. And she was just kind of going through the motions of life. And she was insecure. She was with her boyfriend who was very insecure and very depressed because he didn't feel like, um, you know, he had a college degree, but he kind of didn't know what to do with himself and he wasn't really getting the jobs that he wanted. And so Issa Rae at the time was, well, Issa D in the show was very much supporting him, was very much tired. And I think the lighting choice, even though it was kind of something that was kind of accidental, definitely reflected that whole feeling. It reminded me kind of of like when you're in um, a school gym and how, or you know what, when you're inside of a school building, like if you've ever been to public school in New York City, how bright the lights are, but it's not necessarily like aesthetically pleasing. And when you're in there, you just feel like it's prison. That's kind of what the lighting of that season was giving me. Um, we're introduced to Molly, who's her lawyer friend, who seems to be very much out of tune with what's going on in life. Like she's very much closed minded. She's listen. She is definitely the juxtaposition of Issa D because she's very much successful. She's a lawyer, but we still see her pitfalls and her difficulties at work because she is a black woman. And so then um, in the season, we kind of get to see more of Issa, Rae, Issa D and her boyfriend Lawrence, which was interesting that, that Issa had a boyfriend and Molly did not because Molly was somebody who was really really successful and you would think oh she has everything together she would have a house and she would have a boyfriend and, but she was the hot mess she was the hot 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 mess and I think it was so great to see that because I feel like a lot of people either demonize black women heavily or they make black women seem like they are um not yeah not just demonized but they make black women seem like they're like these pinnacles of strength and they're perfect, which is not the case, which is also what I love the show for because it showed black women in a very dynamic light. It showed that we're not perfect. It showed that we do things that are very messy and that's okay, right? And so um, in the season one, Issa D, because she's so fed up with having to deal with her boyfriend and she's tired and exhausted, she ends up actually cheating on her boyfriend and this goes back to my point that i was just making that it shows a very dynamic view of black women because honestly and truly you've never seen it before i mean actually i ha I don't remember i haven't seen all of the shows on television about black women specifically 
So I can't say that, but I feel like it's a, it's a perspective that we've never seen before or that is not shown often, right? And so we see um, Issa D's boyfriend, Lawrence, get very distraught and very frustrated and he, and he reacts emotionally. And we get to see the emotional side of him and how he's dealing with it and how he's grappling with it. And kind of in, in retrospect, I'm kind of realizing that like he never really wanted to leave her. But he did it because he knew or maybe he felt like from what he learned of his experiences that, you know, if somebody cheats on you, that's it. You know, because he was ranking on her for a little bit because she cheated on him, even though he was still in love with her and was still checking for her. So it was very interesting. I also want to touch on Molly because I kind of had just described that she was a lawyer, but not only was she a lawyer, but she also was very messy in her love life. She was constantly dating guys and every single thing about every single guy bothered her and she couldn't settle down and she couldn't just, everything was a problem. Every single freaking thing was a problem. It was never her. It was never her. And that was the problem. We're all sitting there as viewers watching like, girl, what is your problem? Like there was this one guy that I remember, um, he was light skinned, but he had had an experience with a man before and he was telling her about it and she was very much homophobic in her beliefs about it. And she was like, uh-uh, no girl. Because honestly and truly, like, if he experimented, is he gay? And it's like, no, I just think it's, and I, and I actually love that. They touched on that. But I think it's very healthy for somebody, a man, to experiment with other men. And I know that's a very, very, very problematic take for a lot of black people in the black community because we all believe that we must not experiment and you cannot be attracted to the, the opposite um no to the same sex you just can't be which i disagree with 100 percent disagree with and i feel like you should be able to explore whatever you want to explore and i love that the show touched on that because a lot of the times that's not touched on people don't discuss that right and i think it also showed the vulnerability of this man that molly was with and it also showed the very real reality that some black women are very close-minded and will not be okay with their man being with another man because that emasculates masculine demasculinizes them that's a hard word to say so in season two the production quality gets exponentially better the shots are a lot more aesthetically pleasing everything's a little bit better and i remember watching the um insecure documentary that was on hbo i think it was like called the end and um there was a, a woman who watched the show and she was like i don't love the lighting here and i feel like we can improve this and i agreed because i feel like um it wasn't really capturing the beauty and the undertones of black skin which i think is so important and i think it's an art that a lot of people haven't perfected. And I think she definitely has perfected the art of that and definitely brought aesthetics to the show. Um, so I think that also echoes the sentiment of like the show as well. And like what was going on with the characters. Molly was reevaluating her life. Issa was trying to move on from Lawrence. Um, she was going on moving on to Daniel, which is a guy that she had dated in high school and you know was always like what if i go for him you know because she kind of lawrence was a very attractive man and was very like kind or whatever but daniel was somebody that she'd be like oh what if i dated him you know we how we all have that one person that we're like damn what if i went for that dream person you know so that's what she did and 
um it was very i don't know i think it was very good to move on from the from season one to season two in that way just because i think it's like shows kind of like a natural progression it didn't give us like oh no uh lawrence and isa gonna get back together like no so molly um was realizing that she wasn't making enough money at work well she wasn't she was making less money at work than one of her caucasian workers and she decided you know what i can't take this anymore she tried to ask for a raise they didn't give her a raise so she said you know what i'm just gonna go find another job and then when she tried to look for another job they tried to give her an award instead of giving her a raise which i think is something that a lot of black women experience i know my mother for example she's somebody who's been working in um the teaching field for a long time and has never gotten a raise has never experienced any kind of like benefits from working for so long and she actually brought a lot of clients to her agency and like was a reason why people were coming to to her her agency but you know she never saw a penny from it which is ridiculous molly was also um having a hard time dating but you know you know she was still again trying to work on herself more but still dating and she had rekindled a friendship with a childhood friend his name was dro and dro was in a open marriage and it was very complicated for Issa Rae because i feel like she um is very much so like represents the corporate black woman she had this belief that oh well i have to have you know it has to be purely monogamous and blah 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 and i can't have a relationship that has loose ends and I understand where she's coming from. That's a, it's, it's a very, I understand that sentiment. But at the same time, it's like, you know, it's a little bit closed-minded at the time that I was, when I was watching the show, I thought it was still closed-minded because I felt like her and Dro had a very good chemistry. So I'm like, why would you sit there and deny good chemistry because you want to make sure you tie up loose ends? Like, girl, like, live your life. La, 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 live your life, right? Um, season three happens and now it's even more of a pivot right even more of a pivot so it's Issa's 30th birthday and she surprises oh no no it's Issa's 30th birthday and molly her best friend surprises her um with the screening of the last dragon and it was organized by tiffany which is a friend of Issa, which i didn't talk about previously but I feel like in order for me to like not have this la- um, podcast be an hour, I kind of omitted them, but I'm going to kind of sprinkle them in now. So, And there was also Condola, who also planned the event. And she was at Tiffany's baby shower, which Tiffany was pregnant last season. But again, I didn't include that because this is mostly about Issa and Molly and Lawrence. So whatever. Um... So Issa actually starts doing Lyft because she wants to make enough money to move out of her apartment and she just wants to have extra money and just basically to keep to, you know, make ends meet. So at the screening, all of these women, all these best friends are all rekindling with old flames. and Everybody's like reminiscing and Issa sees Lawrence and da 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 and all of this mess is going on. And at the end of the screening... Issa decides to go up to Condola and sees that Condola's like an event planner. She asks her, like, hey, like, how did you organize this event? And Issa and Condola start getting really close. And they start talking and arranging um, 
kind of like friend dates because Issa um, had quit her job in a, the last season and or the season before that I can't remember and so basically Condola and Issa start becoming really close and then eventually moving on um Condola and Lawrence start dating and talking and it becomes a little bit weird there's a little bit of tension and a little bit of awkwardness that they keep trying to avoid and I feel like Condola and Issa are literally like the parallels like split images of each other like they are the same person basically but just like different bodies because Condola wears her hair natural she's also a go-getter um she's a lot more she's okay so she's like the parallel of Issa but she's also like kind of the antithesis I hope I'm using that word correctly because like Condola is a little bit more polished than Issa is she is very much like giving Molly energy very much corporate black girl very much tied loose ends even though Condola's a mess too but definitely a lot more polished than Issa is not as awkward and I thought that was interesting that they did that before they got Issa and Nathan to get back together towards the final season and I thought that was cool because like um it's like something that in school they teach us about characters who are like parallels of each other and the fact that I was able to like pick up in it pick up on it in a show was just kind of cool um I'm not gonna really get into like the other seasons because like I, I'm gonna be here forever but essentially Molly ends up getting um married she meets this man at her firm and Tiffany ends up moving away with her baby Kelly ends up being the man of her dreams and she's pregnant and Issa gets married to no 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 Issa just is with Lawrence right even though she had this love affair with this guy Nathan and she thought it was gonna be there for a while but she just kept thinking about Lawrence and everybody has like pretty much a happy ending and everybody's moving on and successful blah 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 so I want to kind of discuss each character now each individual character so Molly before I get into Issa Rae Molly is originally terrible as a character in my opinion she's a corporate girl and I don't love that she's a corporate girl because like I feel like a lot of corporate black girls are just very tone deaf and they're just living they're just surviving and they're not thriving and they're very judgmental and very much like insecure but like are trying to prop themselves up by having this corporate job and feel like they're the shit even though not really baby girl and this is very 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 much a problematic take that I have just now or that I just said because honestly and truly not all corporate girls are like that but like that's the stereotype of the corporate black girl which i think is very interesting and it's something that i don't like so i didn't love molly's character i loved her character development but why did it take so long for them to develop her character i'm not upset at how long it took because listen i waited for it but i'm just sitting there like hmm that was very interesting right um let's see as I had said previously, I love the fact that Molly was somebody who wasn't perfect. Even though I hated her character, I love that she wasn't perfect and I love that she um, got to work on herself throughout the show and got to work on her boundaries and got to work on her ability to manage day-to-day life, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, and again, it subverts the stereotypical idea of black women in society, us being loud. Well, all the black women in the show are loud. 
but she knew how to turn it on and off, which is something that we often do as black women, which if you're not black and you're listening to this, yes, we have to turn it on and off. When we're with our friends, we're loud and we carry on. But when we are not with our friends, like we have to be very much corporate, put it together, you know, do the damn thing. Issa um, isn't really, she's a character who's very insecure, as we can see. She's very awkward, which I love, because, like, I am the same exact way. Like, I'm definitely somebody who um, is very awkward and finds myself to be very embarrassing in the things I do. But I just love that Issa D was able to just laugh it off all the time. Like, she didn't take herself too seriously, which is, I think, what saved her in the series because i feel like if she took herself too seriously like molly did in the beginning she would have crumbled and fell and she wouldn't have been able to handle all the things that life threw at her all the time um and i think also like because Issa ray wrote Issa d i think there's definitely parallels between her career and her come up between you know her characters come up and her characters you know life i thought it was just so cool um you know, as I watch a lot of behind the scenes documentaries and a lot of other things, I realized, oh, shoot, like this is definitely like a direct parallel, which I thought um, a lot of people who write their shows about themselves parallel themselves. But I didn't realize like how closely they parallel, like Issa D went to Stanford and Issa Rae went to Stanford. And I thought that was so cool because a black woman at like a prestigious university like holy shit like i know there's black women who like go to university who go to like harvard and princeton and all those things but it's just kind of interesting when you actually see one in the flesh and who's actually living the dream and is like able to make it to like national television like a show that was widely regarded kind of a cultural reset um i also remember watching Issa rays uh her awkward black girl series which if you don't know about this Issa Rae was somebody who uh, created a web series when she, I don't remember, I actually didn't do a lot of research about like the web series, but I've watched the web series and it's basically kind of like, it's kind of like The Office, if you think about it, but just blackified, if that makes any sense. Yeah, pretty much. And I think I remember her saying in like in the documentary, um, The End, she was saying how she kind of wanted to write her show like the like uh, the web series, but then she also didn't want to be just like the web series. She wanted to give her characters dynamics and she wanted them to have a story and have more things that, you know, than just the stereotypical things that she had provided in the show, in the web series. So that was very interesting. I think also this makes me think about the idea of the awkward black girl trope, um, which I think maybe I, I'm going to talk about it again in part two of this because this is getting a bit long. But the awkward black girl trope is basically um, an idea of like it kind of subverts what people think of black women in society. So think of like Yara Shahidi, um, who was on Blackish, and Amanda Steinberg who was in The Hate You Give, and she was in something else. Oh, she was Rue in, um, what show is that? Movie, um, Hunger Games, there we go. And um, it's the idea that, like, black women are dynamic and that we're smart and that we're um, cringy and that we're awkward and that we're not just what people think of us in society. 
Um, I think it is a way of kind of like us black women rebelling against the boxes that we're putting into society. And I love that that was the thing that Issa Rae decided to highlight because I feel like it's something that's not highlighted often. A lot of people, like I said, either demonize us or act like we are these pinnacles of strength. The strong black woman, my black queen. Although it's fantastic to hear that and it's wonderful and I know how empowering people think it is. After you hear that for a while, it's like, well, no, I don't want to be strong anymore. I want to be weak. I want someone to hold me. I want someone to make me feel loved. And so I think the the awkward black girl encompasses what society doesn't let us be. So I'm going to put this on pause for now because this is a very, very long episode. But you know what I will do? I will rec- um, record this part like now and I will put up the next episode tomorrow because next week I have something else in store so this is all I hope you enjoyed this episode please tune in tomorrow for the next episode where we go further into insecure and its cultural impacts uh the mental health of the men on the show the way that Issa Rae had written the men, the environment of the uh, filming, just the Black experience in general, and more. Happy Black History Month. Peace out.